you know, Nick, my favourite restaurant is Arby's. Because, you know, they've got the meats. What about the curly fries? Have they got those? Yeah, they got those too. Uh, speaking of work, I'm in between jobs at the moment for a few days. I've thought about launching my own business. I've got me big old jacket with watches inside the lining. And I just, I, you know, open up one side the jacket and say, uh, what would you like? Well, it's all above board, you know. What you buying? What you selling? What are you buying? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, uh, today was my last day at work, Nick. Well, you know, you always knew they'd catch up to you eventually with all of your embezzling and you'd be <laughs> fired. Yeah, they, they finally caught me just watching movies all day on the work computer. Yep, you can't do that on the work computer. You're in your house, you gotta have just another computer next to you. Yeah, I, well, uh, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, you know? Yeah, no, it's twenty twenty one. Get a calendar. Hey-o. Get a calendar, Hey-o. man. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, this is random, but uh, Hobby Lobby ha- is having a 40% off sale on like their model kits, and they sell Gunpla models. They sell the Gundam models. I should probably go over. There's one in West Bend. You should. They have... I bought three different ones, and it was pretty cheap. Like, as cheap as you can find them on the internet, pretty much. I'll probably be over in West Bend tomorrow. Maybe I'll go check it out. He didn't. Go check it out. See what the see what the selection looks like. And uh, for anybody that's listening to this that want you know that's interested in gun Gundam models and you got a Hobby Lobby in your uh, in your neighborhood or close to you, go go out there and that's a tip. <laughs> Early in the episode. <laughs> Indeed, sir, uh, Nick. I got to tell you, man. I've watched a lot of stuff this past week, and so let's maybe talk about what we done had watched this past week. What are ya watching? We switched roles. I I was pretty busy this week with some stuff, so I didn't watch a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been doing stuff at night, um, like just watching stuff at night. Um, and also, I gave I donated platelets, and so I, I watched a bunch during that as well. Mm. Um, so last Saturday, I actually caught this Nitro Rallycross, which is I don't I don't know how new it is, but it's like rally cars, and instead of going just one on you know one. By themselves you know on this long stretch it's like a dirt track and they go on this dirt track and it, i loved it man i was like super into it as well as i was watching it and then they had this one round with a bunch of dudes in like crappy minivans were doing it and that really put it in perspective you know how we always talk about how like we wish the olympics had like a normal person doing the events with them yeah for perspective for perspective that's what they they did that they they had these crappy minivans and these guys <laughs> drive them and like they would go, they would catch a little bit of air, and the front end of these minivans would like hit the dirt, and the airbags were exploding in the minivans and sending like shrapnel out of the minivans. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> it's really entertaining, I gotta say. So, I am going to be watching Nitro Rallycross from now on because it was a lot of fun. I uh, did a rally race in VR at Jay's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you did not get sick. No, you, it you doesn't said. bother me. Well, that's uh, more power to you. You're more powerful than me, sir. Um, I started watching Cowboy Bebop season one. What are you anime. watching that on? Um, it is. Oh gosh, what am I watching it on? Uh, maybe Hulu. Hmm. I have or not, or Netflix. It's on one of the streaming services. You don't have to buy it. People keep telling me to watch that for the past twenty years, and I just haven't gotten around to it. 
Yeah, it um it came it's it's good. I'll go ahead and tell you that it's, it's good. Um, it came out in 1998, and let me tell you, brother, it is like it is like a time machine. It fe- you feel transported to the 90s, even though this is a sci-fi in the in the distant future. Everything about it is the 1990s. Uh, maybe I'll finally get around to that. Yeah, so I would say go check it out. It's um. I see why people like it. Uh, I'm not nostalgic in any way about it, but I, I'm enjoying it. All right, fair enough. Uh, Castlevania started watching uh, that again. Caught caught a few episodes of that. Um, it's uh, it's okay. Nothing lives up to season one, episode seven, but we've already talked about that. Um, been watching more Squid Game. It is still disturbing. It is so disturbing. That's all I can say about that show. Is it's very disturbing. This is there's too many memes. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> you rebel. Yeah, I'm being a hipster about it. You are a hipster about it. Uh, I, I don't know if you'd like it or not. Who knows? A bit. Oh, I started Into the Night season two. Oh yeah, how is it? It's pretty good. Um, I I don't think I'm liking it as much as season one, but it is good. Would you say it has the old sophomore slump? Yeah, I bet if they make a season three, they'll reignite that that good good um is it worth watching yeah it's i mean if if you were as into season one as i was it's worth watching if you didn't really like season one you can probably skip this um started watching uh masters of the universe revelation again caught a couple episodes of that and uh, that about does it folks yeah i haven't been watching a ton this week i've been doing other things i i've been watching doom patrol uh caught up on that because i had only watched the first episode but now I'm caught up with the season three that's on. I love it. It's just so weird. It's such a weird show. It really is. Uh, and then I'm. I just finished off right before we started. Uh, this the season two finale of Ted Lasso was today, so I had to watch that uh, before I saw spoilers. And I I think Ted Lasso might be the best TV show ever made. It's it's real good. Um, the, this I, I, you know, season two is a little more. Um, how should we say risque than uh, the first season? Uh, there's there's a little more sex, sexual content. I can't think of any, so this must be like a, a Ben level small amount that only you would notice. <laughs> uh, the the episode where Keely is is watching the video of. Uh, of oh uh, yeah yeah okay yeah. I forgot that that was this season yeah you're right yep. yeah, yeah a little more. Uh, there's also a Coach Beard solo episode that's the best episode of a television show I've ever seen. It's just Coach Beard, who's my favorite character anyway, and it's like what he does over one night, and it's so good. It's the best. It's the best. I haven't gotten to that that episode yet. Yeah, that's literally the best one. Well, you've you've primed me for it. Yep. You primed the pump. Um, all right, well, that's what we. Oh, that's the end of your list. Did you watch anything else? I'm, I'm watching Seinfeld on Netflix because they put Seinfeld on Netflix. But I've seen <laughs> Seinfeld a thousand times. One of the best things ever made. You um, know, I actually don't like Seinfeld. I know that about you. It's one of your your you you have few flaws, but that is one of them. <laughs> gotcha. All right, well, that's what we done had to watch, and let's let's talk about a little bit of a uh, new news. Dumb Dudes News. Uh, first thing that we've got here, somebody found out that uh, Marvel's Eternals 
is two hours and 37 minutes long, which makes it the second longest MCU movie uh, next to Endgame. Well, it does have the best director in the MCU, so they should give her as much time as, as she wants. And also, it's based on the best comic in the, in the Marvel canon of the ones that I've read. Uh, really? Neil, yeah, Neil Gaiman's Eternals is by far the best Marvel comic that I, I've read. Uh, by far, by far. So I guess I need to get the hardback Eternals, and I need to get the hardback Hawkeye that was written by, what's his name? Matt Fraction. M- Matt Fraction, yeah. yeah. Those are two things I need to get. Top five, Matt, those two. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So I, I have no problem with this being that long. I mean, this looks beautiful to watch and uh, happy to get into that. Some people are, 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 like, I think Entertainment Weekly saw saw it early or something. Somebody who saw it early said it's the best Marvel movie. Oh, dang. Really? Wow. Well, bring it bring it on. Let's, let's see it. Let's see it. Uh, next piece of news here. Catherine Hahn. Oh, she is is she's getting her own spin-off show. Yeah, so Disney Plus, this is this is from like real sources now. We got this covered. I think it was from Variety uh that Disney Plus is making a a Catherine Hahn uh, Agatha Harkness spin-off show from WandaVision, so it'll be about Agatha. Uh written by Jack Schaefer who wrote WandaVision and the Black Widow movie, so in good hands don't know when it's coming out or how long it's going to be this is very early uh but it's happening and i'm here for it i love Catherine hahn you know i love Catherine. i'm sorry go ahead. i was gonna say her deal includes more stuff and movies too so i love Catherine hahn as well and she was definitely a fan favorite uh in in wandavision i guess my question is what other characters do you think that they will bring in for the spinoff show i can't think of any I can't either. I don't know what I don't know when it's going to be set uh, or like if it's modern or if it's back in like the Salem witch trial days. I have no I idea. I thought of something. What if they bring in the Hellfire Club? That would be so cool. That would be awesome. I think uh yeah, that's a good idea. And uh, well, this multiverse stuff that's going to happen can make can open all kinds of possibilities too especially after certain recent things transpired uh, that I'm not going to talk about because of spoilers. And, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Hellfire Club would be awesome because then they can bring in, like, Emma Frost and stuff. Yep, yep. Bring back January Jones. You can forget everything else from Fox. I don't care about Fox. You bring back January Jones and you put her in front of my eyeballs. (laughs) I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. No. Not a single problem would be had. Um, so well, I, I'm looking. I didn't know that we needed this or wanted this, but I'm glad we're getting it. Yep. And also uh, from a less reputable source, GiantFreakingRobot.com. And less. This is above. We got this covered, but it's it's not far off from we got this covered. Yeah. Is that uh, on Disney Plus that they're gonna do soft reboots of the Netflix characters of Jessica Jones and Daredevil. So there, there's likely going to be a, a new Jessica Jones series, but but keeping Kristen Ritter and the same with Daredevil and keeping Charlie Cox. So th- I think the way they're going to do it is they're not going to reference the Netflix ones. They're just going to move forward not mentioning them, which is fine. I don't care. 
Uh, I just want Kristen Redder back as Jessica Jones. I did not watch season two of Jessica Jones, and I don't think I probably ever will. Uh, it was uh, the my least favorite of the Netflix Marvel stuff, uh, aside from... Iron Fist? Iron Fist. Uh, I w- am interested in seeing these street-level characters in the MCU... Um, and I'm interested to see how they, how they, uh, these, they treat these properties because look, I, I liked daredevil. I thought it was good. Um, it's not as good as anything that, that Marvel studios has put out. I think Jessica Jones season one is the best Netflix thing. Uh, the second best being season two of daredevil, which people, Always disagree with me. I think season two is the best. Daredevil versus Punisher and Elektra being in it is the best. And if you don't like Elektra, you're wrong. Uh, I hated how they did Bullseye in season three, but I liked the rest of it. So I, I'm okay with not keeping the continuity of those. Like, expect, Just bring back Charlie Cox as Daredevil because he's great. And you can bring back Deborah Ann Wall and whatever. Redo Bullseye because that Bullseye sucked. Like, he sucked in season three. That's not Bullseye. Bullseye's a mouth. Um, I, did, I did not like how they did Bullseye either. I do need Wilson Fisk played by... Vincent D'Onofrio. V- Vincent D'Onofrio. I, I only care about Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. That, that's the only two people that I need from any Netflix anything. Yeah, the casting was, was pretty great for most of those. Not Iron Fist, because none of them people would show up for cat, for stunt training except for Jessica Henwick. But uh, everyone else I was pretty into. Uh, David Tennant as the Purple Man in season one of Jessica Jones. Maybe the one of the best Marvel villains of all time. But like, I'm okay also with the soft reboot. Because I don't need the Netflix ones to be canon because of Bullseye mainly um all right so uh, very curious to see what they do here and also if we're going to see other um maybe street level marvel characters like are we going to see uh she hulk in in jessica jones or something like that i think it's gonna i think jessica jones will start off if they bring back kristen ritter it will be in she hulk because that's who she hangs out with she hangs out with carol danvers and she hangs out with with she hulk so I, if you, if they start doing this, that's when it's going to be. I think. I just Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers would be a weird addition to 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 this show, just because she's such. She's on a completely different level. They're not going to do her. I'm talking about an Alias in the comics. So Jessica Jones right. comics Alias. She hangs out with Carol Danvers and and right. uh, Jennifer Walters. But in the show, she yeah. can still hang out with Jennifer Walters. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, interesting stuff. We'll see how it goes. Yep. And um, they don't need to be comic accurate because it's a different universe. Like, every time I see someone right. being like, mm, but is this comic accurate? It's like, it's not the same continuity, you, you dingus. It's a yeah. different universe number. Yeah. Speaking of different universe, um, that brings us to this week's The Question Times. The Questions Tomes. So the question times this week, I'm making it up literally right now, Nick. Okay. And this is organic. Um, with the, the, um, the introduction of the multiverse, 
what MCU character would you like to see a different version of come from a different universe? I, I worded that terribly because I didn't write it out. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I already know my answer. Let me think. Anyone that's... I'm replacing someone or... Or you're just seeing a different version of them. A version of them from a different universe. Okay. So the character doesn't have to be dead. Okay. Um, they can be alive. So I'm, I'm what-ifing what my own... Like, whatever I want to see, I can see. Basically. I want to see... Okay, I got it. So they haven't introduced Doctor Doom yet. They will, so mine's sort of down the line. But there's a version of Doctor Doom that is called... The infamous Iron Man. So it's a Doctor Doom Iron Man suit. Whoa. Yeah. So I would like to see the infamous Iron Man. So it's Doctor Doom Iron Man. Or I would like to see a variant of Iron Patriot that's Norman Osborn. Uh, like in the Dark Avengers comics. So like, but it would be Willem Dafoe in the MCU wearing Iron Patriot armor as the, uh, the Iron Patriot from the Dark Avengers. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I I need to go look this up now because I never read those comics. Yeah, the Dark Avengers is pretty good. Like, Bullseye's Hawkeye, uh, Will, uh, Norman Osborn is Iron Patriot. It's There's, like, bad guy ver- versions of everyone, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. So, I would choose Ronan the Accuser. Uh, I want to see... Uh, and <laughs> I want to see a more comic book accurate... Uh, the the reason I want to see Ronan the Accuser is because we he got wasted early on in the MCU, and in the um, Annihilation comic line, he is the coolest character uh, next to like Silver Surfer and Nova. He is awesome. Like he comes in and just wrecks shop, and and it's just like it was such a good moment in the comics. I was like, God, Ronan is actually awesome. So I would say Ronan the Accuser. I thought they were going to do that in Captain Marvel because he was in it. And then he just stood on the bridge of that ship. Yeah, yeah. So kind of a way. So I would love to see that. But but tell us, folks, who would you like to see a uh, multiverse version come into the MCU? What character would it be? And, and tell us why. And we will tell you how to get in touch with us later in the show. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, so that's uh, that's all for the question times, and that brings us to the new 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 trailers, folks. We have an Adele Nineen. Yeah, not a lot this week, but some of them we actually have stuff to say. We we do we do. Uh, starting us off here is House of the Dragon. This is a HBO series. A would you call this a prequel series? Yeah, two hundred year prequel to Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, Matt Smith is in this, and he's a Targaryen. Uh, specifically, he is a Daemon Targaryen. And Matt Smith looks weirdly natural with this, like, Targaryen blonde hair. Like, this weird long hair. It looks normal on him. Well, he's a weird-looking dude. He is a weird-looking so. dude. That's Maybe that's why it works with him. Maybe that, that is probably why it works. Um... Yeah, so this is. I'm not excited about this because um, I'm think I'm pretty sure this is going to be very Game of Thrones ish uh, in in how it's made and the content. And uh, so I don't know. It's that's not really my bag. I'm more of a Lord of the Rings type fantasy guy. So I will probably end up watching this with Aaron if she's in if she's interested. But who knows? I'm sure I'll start watching it and see see how it is. I'm, I'm interested to see if people who aren't those two dudes that ran game of thrones those guys kind of suck uh, yeah 
Benioff and Weiss or whatever. Yeah, who cares? They kind of suck, but like under the the different leadership, maybe these are better. Uh, but I also don't like dragons. I think they're my least favorite fantasy creature. Uh, like the Western dragons. Yeah, I was about, I was just about to say I love Chinese dragons. Yeah, Chinese dragons are awesome, but Western dragons are boring. Uh, unless the smog. I guess I'm just. I guess I only really like Lord of the Rings for like fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Smaug is sort of modeled a little bit after a more Eastern-style dragon. He's, like, long and wor- wormy, because they call him a worm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't like Game of Thrones dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I guess I just don't really care about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm actually wondering who is like who is excited for this. Oh, there's diehard Game of Thrones people still. Oh, okay. Uh, this does have Graham McTavish in it, who I love. Uh, so I don't know how how much he's in it, but he was uh, he was the one cool dwarf in the Hobbit the, with the tattoos on his head. Uh, Dwalin, I think, one of There's them. A lot of them. Yeah, I, I'm not as familiar with the Hobbit trilogy, but Graham McTavish is cool. He's a good voice actor and a lot of stuff. But overall, I like Matt Smith. I like Graham McTavish. I don't really like dragons. I didn't really like Game of Thrones. <laughs> will he watch ladies and gentlemen will he I'll watch? start it <laughs> i'll start it um all right so uh, next up here we've got something called a hypnotic uh hypnotic and um just imagine bugs bunny in that meme saying no uh, and that's me <laughs> this is a young woman seeking self-improvement enlists the help of a renowned hypnotherapist but after a handful of intense sessions she discovers unexpected and deadly consequences. Now, this movie is a Netflix movie, and it stars Kate Siegel, who I love, and Jason O'Mara, who is on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Dulé Hill, who is pretty good. But I, here, here's the thing. I love Kate Siegel. She was on The Haunting of Hill House, and she was the best character. So I love her for that. And she was a choke ghost in Bly Manor, and she was in Midnight Mass. So she's in all these Mike Flanagan things because she's married to oh. Mike Flanagan. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes more sense. <laughs> but th- this isn't a Mike Flanagan thing. This is directed by some dude named Matt Angel and Suzanne Coote. <laughs> I never heard of them, so I have no loyalty to them. Yeah. Now, do I have enough loyalty to Kate Siegel to watch this on Netflix? Maybe if I'm super bored. Yeah. The uh, You know how I don't like shows or movies where you don't know what's real and what's not because it's like because the, the person has like mental issues or whatever. Yeah, that's that's what this is, and so that's like an instant no from me. Yeah, that it does have that vibe. I I figured when you when you said you didn't want to watch it, it was because of that. I don't think it's going to be good. Uh, it's not a really good trailer. It's really hard to tell what it's about or what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I have this thing where I'll. I'll sometimes attach, I'll get like attached to certain actors and I'll watch their, I'll just like, because I, I sort of root for them, so I try and watch their stuff. It doesn't always work out, but it sometimes lets you to see like really rare good movies like Gangster Number One with Paul Bettany, which is a movie he made in England a million years ago. No one's ever seen that but me. You know, I wonder if there's other actresses that were trying out for these parts and were like, upset because kate siegel got the part because in their power like well she only got the part because she was married to the director but you're, you're saying that she's actually really good and that's probably not the case well i think she gets these parts written for her and so no one's trying out for them oh. uh, so you can't be mad if you didn't 
audition for something that wasn't for you, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, hypnotic, folks. If you're into that kind of stuff, maybe you'll watch it. Also, Mike Flanagan always uses the same actors, so I think he's got such a reputation of being good to work for that he keeps the same people on because it's the same cast as in most of his things. Like, they carry over, like, most of the people. Mm. You know who else does that? Taika Waititi. Like, Taika Waititi, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Paul Thomas Anderson. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Good directors. Yeah. I mean, if you like the people you work with, why wouldn't you hire them again? Yep. Uh, All right, next trailer we got here is Cyrano. This is based on the very old, very famous Cyrano de Bergerac story, of which we have all seen variations. In this trailer, it says, "This experience the greatest love story ever told. That's a bold statement. This is the greatest love story ever told? I don't know, guys. There's been a lot of those. I feel like it's certainly one of the more famous ones. Well, I ain't never read of it. Oh, yes, you have. This is the one where the guy, the ugly guy, hides in the bushes and, and tells the handsome guy who's too dumb what to say to the girl. And she falls in love, and then she realizes it wasn't him that was saying the things that made her fall in love with him. It was the other guy. It was on Wishbone. Uh, every sitcom ever made has done an episode where it was that, like Seinfeld did one where it was Newman. <laughs> uh, yeah, so everyone who's seen Wishbone and watched Wishbone when they were a kid has seen at least that version of Cyrano. But to say it's the greatest love story ever told it's it's a really well-known one because it's old but i don't think it's the greatest i I thought that was a little much there um i was not expecting this to be a musical that's new for for this uh this is not as far as i know normally a musical it's usually a play and it's not a musical play it's like a play play a play play yeah um it stars peter dinklage who I, i didn't know if he could sing and then I haven't heard of the other people except for Ben Mendelsohn is in it somewhere, but I didn't notice him in the trailer. I didn't see him in the trailer either. Um, remember when Peter Dinklage phoned in that VO uh, <laughs> performance for Destiny? <laughs> I remember it happening. I never played it, so I didn't experience it. <laughs> oh, I experienced it. It was so bad. It was so bad. He like absolutely just phoned it in, like did not care. The shrine, it was communing with something out there. Their god or king? Well, not anymore. My favorite Peter Dinklage thing is in Elf when, <laughs> when he's like the the children's book writer, and Will Ferrell is in the boardroom with him, and he goes, "Look at you!" <laughs> uh, that's my favorite Peter Dinklage thing. He says he has a giant plasma screen in that movie, and like, no, they don't even make plasma screens anymore. I had a, a a plasma screen that I got in 2011, and it lasted until earlier this year, and it was such a good TV, but my new TV is better. Yeah, plasma, plasma, I had a plasma TV, too. I had a Panasonic, and it was it was good, man. Mine was a um, Panasonic. It, yeah, and did it heat your room up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it heated my room up, too. It was really hot. Yeah, it was a Panasonic Viera. Uh, yep. It came with 3D, but I never used it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, they, they, they may, the one that I had was a native 120 hertz. Or no, it was, yeah, it was native 120 hertz. It was great. It was good TV. Yeah, now I have an LG OLED and it's gorgeous. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a better TV, yep. well, as it should be. Uh, technology advances. 
All right, so next trailer we have here is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. I've been waiting for this one uh, ever since they announced it. Yep. This is uh, Resident Evil. Set in 1998, the origin story explores the secrets of the mysterious Spencer Mansion and the ill-fated Raccoon City. So it's based on the Resident Evil 1 and 2, the games. Uh, sort of mushed together a little bit. And... Uh, there's a lot of scenes in this trailer that are straight out of the game, like the the one real pale zombie turning around and looking at the camera. And I guarantee that people will complain about it not being exactly like the game. Well, um, you are actually already correct because I have already seen them complain online. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like so, I had some. I saw somebody that I'm friends with on social media. I can't remember who it was. Uh, and they were they were upset, Nick. Oh, they were just so upset. Like, why can't they get this right? You know, why do they mess up the story and blah 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 blah. It's you know you're not. It's like you cannot make gamers happy. Uh, like, do you do you want it literally just shot for shot like the game? Like, is that was that what you're wanting? Yeah. You want it identical to the game? Do you want them to find like statues and walk around and put the statues in different things and try like these keys and stuff? Yeah, like, do you want them to go into their inventory system and, like, move plants around? Is that what you want? Why are, why are people precious about the Resident Evil plot? Like, it's not a... It's not... It's stupid. It's Resident Evil. It's stupid. It's the imagery. You're there for the imagery. Are you not? Yeah, I, I mean, I love Resident Evil, but it's dumb as all get out. It's really dumb. It's not It's not the greatest story ever told, guys. This is not Cyrano, <laughs> the greatest love story ever told. <laughs> Resident Evil, the greatest love story ever told. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the title. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, this looks... I Listen, I don't... I've only played Resident Evil 4. I, I liked it. It's not my favorite game. I'm not, like, a huge fan of this series. Um, I don't care what they do with it. But to me, this looked like Resident Evil. It looked like the game. Yeah. Like, you should be happy. Robbie Amell is literally wearing the same Chris Redfield cosplay that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of Robbie Amell, the cast for this is kind of cool. Hannah John Kamen, who's the ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp, is Jill. Uh, Kaya Scaladario is Claire Redfield. She's in that crawl movie with the alligators uh donald logue is in it i don't know what character he is i never heard of the guy who's playing leon uh the dude that is wesker is luther from umbrella academy i like him uh yeah i don't know i'm i want to watch it i like resident evil i don't i don't i'm not precious about video game movie plots you're not precious yeah everyone's so <laughs> precious about this resident evil movies <laughs> Guys, come on now. You got you can always just go back and play the games and all the remakes. I mean, god, there's like a million of them. Yeah. Complaining about Resident Evil movie plots is dumb. <laughs> dumb. You guys are dumb. Uh but we love you, don't we? Yeah. I mean, uh, no just, one who just, listens to us cares. <laughs> I don't I I seriously doubt. Not it. about and that if, deeply. And if they do, yeah, if they do, they can write hate mail to us and and we'll just laugh at it. Uh next trailer we've got here is Blade Runner Black lotus and this is the second trailer there or second or third trailer that we've seen and very different than the ones that came before so anyway this blade runner trailer animated series that takes place 17 years before blade runner 2049 uh this trailer looks a lot more like blade runner than that last one did 
It really does, and it makes me wonder: Did they get a bunch of negative feedback in like the YouTube comments? They were like, "This doesn't, this doesn't look like anything like Blade Runner, or feel anything like Blade Runner." And they're like, "Oh, oh, we, we gotta go, we gotta make sure the next trailer is like got that Blade Runner feel." Yeah, I, I wonder if that, I wonder if they had to redo anything, or if they just recut it because they, they cut the other one to look like an action series, and maybe everyone yeah. was like, "Blade Runner's not that; it's a noir." And this is a noir trailer. It's got Blade Runner music. It's got noir settings. It's got... uh, There's a a, a Voight Kampf test administered. So this this made me want to watch it. The last one didn't make me want to watch it. I felt the exact same way. Uh, I want to say that was a Calm Trues song featured in the trailer. I love Calm Trues, the the artist. I didn't notice, but... uh, I I take your word for it. It felt it felt appropriate for Blade Runner. I I felt the whole trailer felt appropriate for Blade Runner to me. This was a lot yeah. better than the last one. Well, I hope that the actual thing itself is more like this trailer and less like the action-packed one. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, Blade Runner always just has bursts of action. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's got a very unique pacing, and, and you got to get it right. you got to get the pacing right. Yep. So hopefully yep. it does. From this trailer, it gives me some confidence in it. Yeah. Hey, when we're old and, like, retire, maybe they'll have, like, holodeck type of, uh, you know, experience, video game experiences, and I want to be, like, in the rain on that street with all the neon. Yeah, me too. That's what I want. Yeah, I just want to hang out in, in the Blade Runner world. Yeah, yeah, me too, for sure. But with clean air, with clean air. Yeah, with clean air. Yeah. Uh, next trailer we have here is The 355. Okay, the plot of this is when a top-secret weapon falls into mercenary hands, a wild-card CIA agent joins forces with three international agents on a lethal mission to retrieve it, while staying a step ahead of a mysterious woman who's tracking their every move. I believe this is the second time we've had a trailer for this, but it might just be extremely similar to something else. We have, we, I think we've talked about this before. I remember Penelope Cruz being in something with Jessica Chastain, so it must be this. I remember Jessica Chastain, I don't remember Penelope Cruz, but I remember Jessica Chastain being some sort of secret agent man or something, and uh, and I think it was this. I think so, I think this is the second one. This also made me understand a reference in Why the Last Man that I did not uh, understand so the reason they're called the 355 is because of Agent 355, who was a spy for Washington, uh, who's like a female spy or something, which I never heard of, uh, or I heard of on a podcast and forgot. But that makes sense why <laughs> in Why the Last Man, Agent 355 is named that as well. So, Yeah, I did not know this little historical tidbit either, so it does, it does certainly make more sense. Um, this looks like Atomic Blonde and everything like that to me. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have the cool neon vibe of Atomic Blonde. Uh, it just has a regular, like, modern action movie vibe that isn't neon. It doesn't look particularly good. Yeah, that's what I kind of walked away with. Like, I feel like with something like this, you should do something um more original or or maybe different than what has come before it 
And what I mean by that is, like, I'm not looking for Charlie's Angels, like, girls kicking butt. Like, I'm looking for, like, like the video game Rainbow Six where it's, like, like one shot and the enemy's down and it's real fast. And maybe they, like, they're doing secret agent stuff, like, putting poison uh, in, like, people's drinks and stuff. And then, like, shooting them, like, with a sniper rifle while the other one is, like, seducing a man. Or, you know, stuff like, I don't know, just, like, real quick Cause it's like these long drawn out fight scenes and stuff. It's just like God, we've seen this before. Like, do something different. Yeah, this just doesn't look very original. It just looks like a yeah. punch press action movie, which yeah, which is fine. But you know, yeah, I don't know. I probably won't. I'll probably won't catch this. No, I don't. I'm, I don't think I will either. I will say Diane Kruger uh, reminds me of a slightly older Brie Larson. I thought that too, uh, especially in the picture on IMDb. She looks just like her. Yeah. And also, this trailer features the uh, disappear when the bus passes in front of the camera bit. <laughs> That's been a meme lately. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like hyper aware of it now, right? Yeah. Also, with yeah. another thing about Diane Kruger is when they were making when when they were making that uh, the Troy movie and Wolfgang Peterson was making that that movie. I was like, whoever they cast as Helen of Troy, that will be whoever the casting director thinks is the most beautiful woman. Because that's what Helen of Troy is. And then they cast Diane Kruger, and I was like, after National Treasure, I was like, all right, I see you, I see you. (laughs) Uh, Let me try to guess who you would pick. You would pick um, uh, January Jones. Yeah, January Jones, for sure, uh, is, is, yes. Pinnacle. I was going to, I'd pick Haley Atwell. Yeah, she's up there, too. Did a lot of them. Oh, what's the the one, the girl off uh, Forspoken? Ella Belinska, she's up there too. Oh yeah, oh she's up there. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of Helena Troys these days. Uh, next trailer we got here is Lost in Space, final season, season three. Yeah, so I never watched season two. This is the final season, and it looks like they're they're getting to the actual Lost in Space part where they're by themselves. Yeah, uh, season two is pretty dang forgettable. I will tell you that pretty forgettable. They're on an orange planet, I think, um, and there's like these grooves in the planet. That's like the only thing I remember. I can't even remember. Like it's pretty forgettable. You're not missing anything, I don't think. If it's that forgettable, maybe I watched it and I forgot. That is possible. That's very possible, actually. Uh, yeah. To me, nothing will ever live up to the 1998 Lost in Space movie. So I don't know why. why you you and on the island by yourself watching the 1998 movie. Hey, me. And Jess likes it, and my friend Kate. I, I need to go back and revisit it. I know, I know I've said that before, and I haven't done it since I said that before, but I, I do want to do that. You'll only like it if you if you get the tone that I get out of it. It's, mm. it's a very specific thing I like about it. But the tone is... Maybe I'll watch it with headphones. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very unique tone. It's almost Joseph Kaczynski-ish, and... In almost Alex Garlandy, in that I find the tone to be weird, weirdly sort of unsettling and alien in a way where it makes you like I feel it like they're lost somewhere weird. Whereas I don't know the Netflix one, they weren't even lost; they were with a group in the first season. So I don't know. I'm not against the Netflix series. It's just the 1998 one. Also, Gary Oldman is Doctor Smith. How are you going to beat? that he's great he's awesome and he's got so many quotable everything in there is quotable heather graham everything she says is so like she speaks so 
strangely in that movie that it has this sort of creepy air to it. The whole movie's creepy, I don't know. Matt LeBlanc was maybe a misfire, but everything else is great. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Uh, all right, so then uh, we have a trailer for Peacemaker. This is a teaser. Yeah, this is a straight-up clip. Uh, it's Jennifer Holland and... Uh, John Cena. John Cena and the dude that uh, is in all of James Gunn's movies, who I, whose name I know every single second of the day except for right now, Steve Agee. And they're sitting at a table, and they're waiting for John Cena to come in. And uh, he comes in. He comes in, uh, in in his full costume and sits down at the diner, and they're making fun of him because he's wearing his costume. And he has an eagle in his back seat. Yeah, <laughs> eagerly. Eagerly. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. It's it's so stupid and absurd that I think it'll be entertaining. Yeah, I John Cena was really funny in The Suicide Squad, so I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Also, I, I really like Steve Agee and, Je- and Jennifer Holland as well. Yeah, I like stu- I like real stupid stuff. Like if it's like kind of over the top stupid, then I'm I'm in. Yeah, I like stupid stuff too. I've been trained trying to think for years to like <laughs> stupid stuff. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think like something that's really stupid that I really like. The 1998 Lost in Space movie is what I like. <laughs> I also like I like a lot of stupid things. I'm easy to yeah. please. Yeah. So we'll we'll check this out when it comes out. Uh, and then the ninth trailer, the Adele 19th trailer that we have is a, uh, it's for Rocky Four Director's Cut. And it's a long trailer. It's like three and a half minutes long almost or something like that. Yeah. And they, they, they give away the whole movie. But I guess in this instance, it's okay. We've all seen it. Yeah. I mean, this is a, an old movie. Uh, it is from 1985. So it is older than me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Rocky Four is one of the one of the greatest movies ever. Uh, it's Rocky versus Drago. Uh, I feel like they're putting this out because it's so closely tied to Creed. Uh, the the mm. like because Drago's in Drago is in Creed two, and Apollo is obviously killed in in Rocky Four, and Michael B. Jordan is is Apollo's son. And I really like all the Rocky movies except for Rocky Five. I don't like Rocky Five. But like all the other ones, uh, I would watch this, but I, I've seen it so many times. I know. I've seen it so many times, man. Uh, I will say Mickey Goldmill, his trainer, is like the most iconic trainer of all time. Yeah, I feel like this movie locked in the sort of mental picture for a lot of things that yeah, never yeah. have left. Yep, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, Rock, uh, Stallone himself, because like, Rambo did too, like... Stallone was firing on all cylinders in the 80s and he just basically laid like the the basic groundwork for most stereotypes that I I think of for things. <laughs> yeah, Rocky is like um it's like the Lord of the Rings of fighting movies. I'd say of sports movies. I like Rocky the or, best yeah. for sports movies. Yeah, that's really good. And Creed 1 is awesome too. Creed 2 is good, but oh, it's yeah. not as good as Creed 1. No, it's not as good, man. I and I and I will say this till the day I die that the scenes where they're in Philadelphia in those boxing gyms, God, it feels like the, it feels like you're there. It feels very authentic. It does. So yeah, Rocky, cool. All right, so that's all of the uh, the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. Oh boy, people liked this last week's question times. 
You've got mail. <laughs> and the question what to remind you is, if you could make a director's cut of a movie other than the Hobbit trilogy, what movie would you choose? All right, so my friend Josh emailed in. Well, first he texted me, and he said, if I tweet the answers, will it force you to check the Twitter? And I said, no, they will just sit there unseen because I, <laughs> I don't even get notifications from, from there. So then he said, hello, Nick, it's me, Josh, from the Groomsman Group. <laughs> Like, I didn't know that. Hi, Josh. The movies I'd like a rework are the Percy Jackson movies because the books are an actual fun read and the movies are a travesty. Uh, just make the movies follow the books for a change. I, I can't argue with that. And he says, well, the other director's cut I'd love to do is The Iron Giant. One of my favorite movies of all time and the only thing i change is removing that final scene so that I'm no longer disappointed there isn't a sequel. Yeah, I also love The Iron Giant. Um... It's one of the best movies ever. I haven't read the Percy Jackson books or seen the movies. The only thing I know is that Nathan Fillion is Hermes in one of the movies and that Alexandra Daddario is in them. My daughter loved the books. My oldest daughter loved the books. And I think she did not like the movies or wasn't crazy about the movies. So this sounds like a running theme here. That's what I've heard, I think. A lot of, of people like the books for that series, and then the movies are just disappointing to them. Yeah, yeah. Kevin said, I'd take The Thing, 2011, and keep it the same, but with only practical effects and just enough CG to hide green screen elements and such. What the studio execs did to Amalgamated Dynamics on that film is a travesty. And I want to see their full vision and homage to Carpenter's work. Yeah, the thing from 2011, the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, people, a lot of people say it's a remake, but those people haven't seen it because it is not a remake. It is about the Swedish facility that gets destroyed before the Kurt Russell thing movie. Uh, and it ends with the dog running away. And the dog that's at the beginning of that one. So, uh, Kevin is right. They they shot all of this with practical effects, and then this weird they they weirdly painted over them with really bad CG. So, yeah, he's right that they should go back and do that. Um, Charlie says, I'd cut The Matrix 2 and 3 into one movie, and I'd end it with a post credit scene that ties it into the John Wick franchise. Uh... <laughs> As I, I don't like The Matrix, and I love John Wick, so I'd, I would like to keep John Wick out of The Matrix, but uh, I, I definitely think they could have cut Matrix 2 and 3 into one movie, because I saw both of them, and I didn't care for either of them. I would do a director's cut and cut the second and third movie out of existence. <laughs> Ben's just cutting them away. You're probably not wrong. I They could do without them. Directors cut out of reality. That's what I would do. Uh, Sheila said, Almost any Harry Potter movie. I adore the books, with some caveats. And I try to view the movies as a completely different thing. I know it's ridiculous to expect them to include every single detail, but they often leave things out that are, that are pivotal to the plot of later movies. If you haven't read the books... The movies make zero sense. And I know they always um, take Ron's stuff and give it to someone else. Yeah, I'm not really crazy about the movies. I did love the books, uh, with the exception of, uh, is it book six or seven, where they're camping for literally like half the book, and it's just like, get on with it. Why are we still camping? Nothing's happening. Can we push the story along, please? I think that's the I, seventh that, one. 
I think it is the seventh one too. And God, I was just like, why are we doing this? Like, why did you write this? Are you, are you on a camping phase of your life? Uh, rallying? Like what is going on? Anyway, I think Sheila's right. Yeah, I think so as well. I like the movies and I like the books, but they're not perfect. Uh, Missy's, <laughs> of course, Missy says Jupiter ascending, cut all the weird romance replaced with only Sundier, Sundier romance. I don't know what that is. Did I mispaste that, or did she just write a weird word that autocorrected? Let me let me look. Sincere romance? Is that what she meant to say? Let me look here. While you're looking that up, I do agree with Missy that like there's something there in Jupiter ascending, but it was just it could do with it could do with some editing for sure. All right, I don't. This is what she said. Sorry, Missy. I posted this right before we started recording, so I didn't proofread it. I don't know what Sundeer is. <laughs> it might be sincere. Uh, focus on the political intrigue and fall of one of the most powerful and corrupt political families in the universe. I have never seen Jupiter Ascending, and you have. I have. Um, it's fairly forgettable. It's fairly fairly forgettable. Well, Missy talks about it a lot, so I can't forget it. Also, my Echo Show keeps telling me I can watch it for free on IMDb TV. <laughs> That's good. Robo said, first off, I feel called out. He is, specifically, because we took the <laughs> Hobbit away from him. <laughs> you, we, 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 we'll put you on blast. Uh, he, but he says, but I would choose the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Saban! I love Saban! I love the story and acting, but the suits and zords were not good. Agreed. That's the only franchise I care enough about, other than The Hobbit, to go in and change. He had to still mention it in there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, you're, he, uh, you're, you're not wrong, Robo. I, spe- I don't like no. how they did Goldar in that movie. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like it. They're not, they're not uh, kaiju and giant robots. Like, be true to the Japanese, man. Like, you just, just be true to that. Don't, don't do this. Whatever you did. I, I hated the look of the Zord, the, the Mega Zord thing. I have a King Sphinx action figure from Power Rangers on my desk. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay says, all the MCU movies edited together in one long movie and spliced in exact chronological order. Hey, that's actually kind of a good idea. Yeah, uh, there's a playlist on Disney Plus where you can watch them in chronological or- order. But I like the way that Jay has it because then it's like one long thing edited together. So if certain things like if there's flashbacks and stuff, you could edit them in to the oh. things, you know, like where they happen. Yeah. I agree that that would be extremely. I mean, it would be really hard to watch oh. it in, in one sitting because it would be over a day long. Yeah. So, so scenes from Shang-Chi would be first. Well... Yeah, I think so because that was what ten thousand years. Or, no, not 10, no, it was years. like how how no, old was, was like, he? Because he was really old. He was like a thousand years old. He was like a thousand years old. Yeah, Eternals. When that comes out, that'll be first. That'll be the first. <laughs> yeah. I'll, now I'm gonna be uh, Jay. I'm gonna be thinking about this now, dude. This is like this is a cool idea, man. It is. It's really cool. Ugh. I wish they would do that. That would be like. If you're on Disney Plus, you have Disney Plus, just do it. Like, you have the power to do it. Just do fun and stuff. Like, it, 
Yeah, people would subscribe for a month to check that out. Yeah, and you could just watch it and it would remember where you left off and you would just keep yeah. so cool. Such a good idea. Oh, this is this is this is a great idea. No brainer. Well if you want to give us a no brainer, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com. If you want, you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. That is where I usually post the questions times. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers for new episode drop updates. I, As I told Josh, I do not check the notifications, and I never will. I hate Twitter. It's the worst thing I ever made. Uh, if you want to be extra generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Yeah, me. I'll tell you what's going to happen there. Uh, Biggie. What's going on? If you go on there and leave a five-star rating on there, and enough to where we get a little mattress money, a little bit of uh, digital self-help money. Some of that squeege space money. Some of that more squeege space money. Then what we're going to do is we're going to do a super cut. We're going to take all the quick Mickey bits and string them all together in one long take. Okay? And you can just listen to that any time you want to. And uh, that's going to be a good time, but uh, we we ain't got time to do it right now because we ain't got that money, okay? So, go on there if you really want it. Listen, if you want something in life, you can't always just wait around for it to come to you. You got to go get, because we don't get God. We go get, and that's the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am not precious about Resident Evil movies. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I'm Bugs Bunny saying no. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo games. One quarter portion of the show, folks. Uh, I have been playing video games. Nick, what you been playing? Started playing. Well, I, I let me let me start off by saying this. Okay, I got to get this off my chest, Nick, because I'm a gamer and I have opinions. <laughs> uh, I re-upped my PlayStation Plus. It was forty bucks. Okay, forty bucks. And the reason I did this, the main reason I did this, is what I wanted to check out Fallout Worlds, right? And mod the game and play it modded and get rid of the survival crap that's in that game and, and actually have a fun time with it, you know, doing like, you know, when you shoot an enemy, they go flying, all that kind of stuff. Well, turns out you can't do that. You can't create your own like little server space and make your own rules can't do that you got to pay extra money like a, like a monthly subscription to bethesda to do that and even if you do that nick even if you do that it's very limited in how you can modify it very very limited there is no getting rid of the survival stuff. You still have to drink and eat food and worry about that garbage, and it's tedious. You can't get rid of the, rid of the tedium. You can't get rid of being over-encumbered. You can't do any of the fun stuff that you want to do. And so it was a huge disappointment. I immediately deleted the game. I deleted it off my system, okay? But there's a silver lining. And the silver lining is two games that you can play for free on PlayStation Plus. And that's XCOM 2, which I am really liking. I'm having a great time with it. 
I knew you would. Um, I knew you would. Yeah. It's a turn, it's turn-based it, strategy. Turn-based strategy. It's right up my alley. I love. I just love games like that. I love games like that. Uh, tell you what I'm also loving. PGA Tour 2021. You were right. Yes, here we are. We have reached the zenith. Now everyone, everyone will have PGA Tour and can play with me. Yeah, so it's uh, you know the first like two or three rounds I played, I was terrible. I was getting frustrated, and then it kind of kind of started getting the hang of it. And I'm I'm not great yet. I'm not uh, you know, but I can finish under par on 18 holes. Well, we're not great either, so it's fine. Okay, so I'm gonna keep playing this and uh, maybe make some some of my own courses. And I I really cannot pl- wait to play with you and Kevin. It'll be it'll be good times with his weird courses. Yeah, and uh, also I got all of my stuff updated for um, you know my new steering wheel on my simulator. So I played some Forza Seven, um, felt really good. Uh, really, you know, still enjoying that. Still love my simulator. All right, so sorry about that. Um, so, but you looks like you haven't played anything. You because no, you've been busy. I've been busy. Yeah. If I were to tell you why I was busy, I don't remember, but I was busy. I don't know what I did last week. <laughs> Uh, life be like that sometimes. I'm missing some time here. I might have been abducted by aliens. Oh, you might have been. The same aliens that you and your cousin saw back in like 2018. We've seen aliens. We saw a pterodactyl and we saw the iron giant. Wow. Um, I posted on my Instagram an, uh, an artist depiction of a Jurassic bird dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looked real, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, we saw one of those. Yeah, you've been to my cousin's house, so you know how it's very, like, in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. Uh, when you leave, sometimes if you leave at night, there's a pterodactyl that lives around, so you see it fly around by the street. And then I, I thought I had seen the pterodactyl, so my cousin was talking about it, and I was like, yeah, I've seen the pterodactyl. Uh, so we were leaving one time, and I saw it for real, and I was like, oh, no. Now I've seen the pterodactyl. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, we don't really have any industry news uh, this week, um, but we do have two trailers. The first one is a weird, kind of very creepy game called Choo Choo Charles. Yeah, so this is like a, it looks like a Thomas the Tank Engine monster spider, and your point is to go against Thomas the Tank Engine Choo Choo Charles, who looks like a spider. Stephen King spider train. Uh, in my opinion, this has to be a reference to the Dark Tower because there's an evil train called Blaine the Train in the Dark Tower. Uh, and also there's a lot of giant spider monsters in the Dark Tower. But also I think it's it's a combination of that and the Thomas mod from Skyrim. That's exactly... You took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to yep. say. So I, I, I believe, if if not fully based on the Thomas mod, I believe there's a Dark Tower nod as well. Yeah. So you play as a character that's actually a, that's on a regular train trying to get away from this thing. You can get on and off the train, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks very scary. It, it does, but like also, like, what a weird monster. <laughs> very strange. Very strange. So that's a Choo Choo Charles. Um, I probably won't play it, but uh, funny that it exists. Yeah. The next trailer here is there. So the next trailer here is for the Smash Brothers Kingdom Hearts 
Sora reveal. So this is the last character that's being added to um, to Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I think this probably took the long. Okay, I'll get it in a second. Okay, buddy. This is. I think that this character took the longest to get because it's like Disney and Square Enix, and probably Disney just holds everything real close to the chest. Yeah. But they did it, and he's in it. Yeah, uh, Jess has a playlist called Road Trip Roulette. And the bullet, the roulette bullet is the song from Kingdom Hearts. The when you walk away. (laughs) So as you're listening on shuffle, it's basically like playing Russian roulette, but one of them is that song. So (laughs) The song in this trailer is... I, I am ashamed to admit it evokes emotion in me because I played Kingdom the first Kingdom Hearts in college and I beat it at like three in the morning and it's like it like psychologically ingrained into my brain. And so hearing that song reminds me of that time and, and it, it, it moves me emotionally, which I, I hate to admit because like these games have been so convoluted. It's like they're dumb. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> Dream Drop 23 and a third plus four uh, revolution. There's a video game donkey video on YouTube where he tries to explain the timeline of Kingdom Hearts and it's one of the funniest <laughs> videos on YouTube. That needs to be a question times uh, question. Like, what's the worst storyline continuity of any property? Um, and the obvious answer is Transformers, the movie Transformers, uh, all the Transformers movies. It's It's the most insane stupid thing ever, but I don't know. Kingdom Hearts comes pretty close. Yeah, I I I watched the Donkey video. I've never played any of those games, but it seemed extremely convoluted, nonsensical. Yeah, I don't know how you follow something like that. I think you have to be really invested. Yeah, I think so. You got to be a an anime kid. Yeah. From like years back. Yeah, I don't. I, even the things that I'm like really interested in, I'm not as interested in as anime kids are interested in anime. <laughs> that's probably accurate man yeah, for sure yeah uh all right so that's all that's really all the video game stuff unless you got anything else no i got nothing in that case for the trailer blazers i'm ben moon and i'm a real choo choo charlie happy trailsers and i'm nick kelly and i am probably a dark tower reference happy trailsers You know, I actually don't like Armageddon. I know that about you. It's one of your your you you have few flaws, but that is one of them. <laughs>